Well, I'd like to welcome you to the first of five special instalments that are going out over the next five evenings. I think probably all of us can agree, can't we? It's been a remarkable couple of weeks as the entire world has scrambled to try to come to terms with what it means to live in the age of the dreaded coronavirus. In just a space of two weeks, this has gone from something, hasn't it, which we'd heard was happening overseas and still seemed really quite distant to something that has now completely taken over our lives and is dominating everything. It's no exaggeration, says it, that this is one of those pivotal moments in world history that surely people in future generations will look back on with amazement. And the question I want to pose through this week is what will history say about the church in this moment? And really what I want to help you see is that through all the challenges we're facing, there are also some huge, huge opportunities in front of us. And I genuinely don't want us looking back with regret in years to come, kind of wishing we'd seize them while we had the chance. And so I thought I'd try and give you a bit of a biblical and practical framework that perhaps helps us see what God might be doing and also equips us to follow Jesus well in these unparalleled days. I've got five very simple points I want to briefly unpack over the next five days. If you like five framing thoughts, I want to exhort us to take on board and live out of in the weeks and months to come. So here's the first instalment. Here we go. Number one, this is an opportunity for great self-reflection. I don't think any of us can be completely sure, can we, how this is all going to play out. We, we don't know whether things will settle down in three months, six months, a year, or whether it's going to take even longer than that. But what we can be sure of is that our lives have been disrupted and probably will not be the same again. It's like we're living in the gap between the old normality and a brand new normality. And what we do with this time will have a very serious bearing on what our lives look like on the other side of all of this, which I think makes it really important for us to take a step back and pause and ask some deep questions. I genuinely believe that this is a God-given moment of reflection where we get the opportunity to figure out what really matters to us. Richard Foster puts it like this. He says, superficiality is the crisis of our age. The doctrine of instant satisfaction is the primary spiritual problem. The desperate need today isn't for a greater number of intelligent people or gifted people, but of deep people. And I reckon that is what God's inviting us to be. He wants us to be people of depth. And so through this time, he's wanting to bring us to a point of reflection where we really start asking the hard questions of what our faith means and where our hearts really are. He wants us to examine the level of our intimacy with Jesus, the level of our compassion for the people around us. Is our faith merely scaffolding that holds us up and the moment it's taken away, in all honesty, there's not a whole lot there? Or is there substance? Hebrews 12 quotes a prophecy from the book of Haggai, which says, once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. I think it's fair to say that this is certainly a time where our lives are being shaken, aren't they? And when there are things that 
perhaps we're dependent on that are being shaken right now and are being shown to provide not a whole lot of hope, this is a wonderful opportunity to basically reset and start building our lives on things that are unshakable, things that really do bring hope even when everything else is being stripped away all around us. If you like, we've been given the opportunity to examine our foundational trust deep below what we say we believe What are we truly anchored in? Psalm 131 talks about trying to wean ourselves off trusting the things of this world and weaning ourselves instead onto the care of God. Just have a listen to what it says. Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. Instead, I've calmed and quieted myself like a weaned child who no longer cries for its mother's milk. Yes, like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord now and always. And I'll suggest this right now is one of those moments where God is weaning us off superficial things in our lives and encouraging us to get our hearts set on him. There's so much uncertainty around us right now. Surely this is an opportunity to wean ourselves off a permanent news cycle of fear about the unknown and instead turn our eyes onto God and intentionally put our trust on him. I'll just say, if you're feeling anxious right now, maybe you're fearful, maybe you're stressed, maybe you're pretty overwhelmed, whatever you do, don't try and push those feelings down. Be honest about how you're feeling. Be real. Acknowledge those feelings are there. But use those things as an opportunity to take you deeper into the things of God. Whenever those things surface in your heart, and they surely will over the next days, weeks and months, why don't you turn them to prayer? Father, thank you that what's being shaken is revealing deeper things in my life. And I humbly bring those feelings to you. I pray you'd lead me to a place of peace. So, in the midst of all that's happening right now, I believe that this time is a gift from God to us. It's a chance for us to examine what we're really building our lives on. It's an opportunity for deep self-reflection. That's the first opportunity. Be tuned back in tomorrow. We'll look at the second opportunity, which just to whet your appetite is the opportunity to strengthen our relational commitments. Hopefully see you tomorrow.